to the Waking Up From Work podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 42 today. This is your host, Dave Swillam, and we're going to be joined by co-host Ryan Kerrigan today. It's going to be just a duo episode hanging out in my room here, and uh, we just got through a couple of the other episodes. I want to apologize for episode 41 with that initial release with Simon, where I burnt it bad, and we ran into a lot of problems trying to fix that for you quickly with our hosting agent. So sorry about that. It is fixed now. If you downloaded the bad version, it's up and running now. If you want to go back and listen to 41, it was a really good episode. Check that out. I just got back from the top-notch speaking convention down in Lowell to see some really cool people. The Hyperconscious podcast was a big part of it. Meeting those guys was really cool. Meeting Mark Mitri, who is the host of the Humans 2.0 podcast, and hearing some of these guys talk about fitness, talk about podcasting, business, growth, and everything like that. It was a really spur of the moment thing that a friend gave me a ticket to. Shout out to Marina. And uh, I got the chance to go down there. It was really cool. It's local to me. So, anyone listening to the podcast, local in the New England area, that's Lowell, Massachusetts. So my New Hampshireites, not too far for you. And uh, I believe they're going to be starting to do that more frequently down there near UMass Lowell. So check it out. Top-notch scholars, hyper-conscious podcast, Humans 2.0 podcast, good stuff that I heard. So without further ado, today is going to be about managing the money for the creative income that you might be getting and kind of the different levels and places that you can be at along the way. So for those of you that don't know me, I'm getting an income from doing recording, mixing, mastering, and audio services, but it's not enough yet to bring in my full-time living. Ryan is just starting to go down different avenues of how he's going to monetize what he does with voice work, but right now he's really just trying to up his portfolio and do more work and get into that world and learn and things like that. So, and there's a lot of people that have been on the show way past me that are making their full-time income on it. And uh, we kind of span that. So mostly what I'm talking about on this episode is, first of all, just a way to think of money in a way that doesn't really get you mad or happy with it, just more so like, how do we use it as an energy? So just a way to think about it so it's not like a positive or negative thing and just an understanding to give you better insight. And then just some tips that I have of me fumbling through my own process of trying to figure it out, starting to use some software to track cash flow and understand what's happening with the business to make choices, starting to understand how to separate things in life. And, you know, I say it in here, we're not accountants and we're definitely not financial planners. And we're not tax people and we're not lawyers. So like, take all this with a grain of salt, research more, get in touch with some professional people, but hopefully this will stir up some conversations for you that you might not have thought about or that you have been thinking about. So if you're super on top of this stuff, maybe skip this episode, but 
if you've been thinking on that or you haven't thought enough in it, we've got some good stuff for you today. Check it out. Hey. Hey, I always say hey afterwards. I know. That's why I did it before you. So I let you oh, know. I like, hey, how are you? You got it before. It doesn't taste as sweet for me. I'm getting extra in my mustache, so I get, like, hey. se- I get seconds at it. No, now saying that hey doesn't feel as good to me. Sorry. <laughs> I've tried yo. I was talking about the beer. I was I've like, tried I was uh, all sorts of different things, dude, and it really doesn't feel I right feel like to not say do, hey I feel after. like we can do something hey. different every time. You can just be like, hey, hey, how are you? Oh, hey. oh, you betcha. <laughs> hey, hi there. <laughs> you can say hey, like H-E-J, like for the Swedish viewers. Oh. Hey. For our Swedish ranking podcast. Yeah, dude, we're ranked in Sweden. Fucking check us on the leaderboards. Why? Uh, who knows, dude? Chartable sends me like an email and I got it. And we ranked, we ranked uh, like 205 in Britain the other week. Feels good, How's man. that for your people, dude? That's what I'm saying, man. You're connecting with people across the world. Right, and zero in the U.S. We already, we're already I'm just cr- kidding. Uh, <laughs> dude, you know what? The we US are. Is we are. The U.S. Here. is all in on podcasts right now. They really are. The market is saturated. That's why we're, we're going out to our Scandinavian brothers and sisters and people all across the world. Weren't we crushing it in Ireland, too? Um, No, it's really Swedish. Swedish people are our boys, dude. Ah. Really? Doc. Yeah, I don't... That's how you say thank you. I mean... No bullshit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I don't know a lot of Swedish. So welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast where we get to work making work a passion. (laughs) Dude, the pause, dramatic pause was great. (laughs) Um, We're here to, if you guys haven't been listening along and you haven't been checking it out, for those of you that have been, thank you. Thank you very much for hanging out with us and tolerating our ridiculousness sometimes. But for those of you who uh, might be tuning in just recently, Waking Up From Work podcast is about making your work something that you love so that the 40 hours plus, definitely plus if you're a business owner, are something that you like doing all the time. And so if you don't know me, I do a lot of audio. And I do audio recording, mixing, mastering, and Rye Guy over here does voice over VO acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so we talk about living a creative life, and that comes down to your headset, you know, not your actual gaming headset, although Ryan will talk to you about that probably. Yeah. But like your, your, your mindset, the way you conduct your, your business, the way you're monetizing your creative to make it into a living the way that you're managing yourself on your really every level to make it so that you're living that life basically. And uh, maybe it's not even a creative life, but you just like lifestyle design in, in a way where you've created the way that you want to live. Maybe you yeah. do work your day job, but the day job's exactly what you want to do. And you've created this world that you're supposed to be in. So that's what we're about here. Yeah, yeah. Episode 42 today, dude. We're getting there, man. This weekly thing. Ooh, we're coming up on 50 soon, man. What the hey? What are we going to do for 50, Ferocious. dude? I don't know. That's a good question for the viewers. What do you think we should do for a celebratory 50th episode? Yeah, let us know. We should That's do 50 feet. shots each. A drunk episode? Dude, I would do a... I would do a drunk AMA. That would be like a secret <laughs> Patreon episode or something that like <laughs> the shit hopefully that, no one donates dude, and goes to. It would be so embarrassing because I'm such a lightweight. It's just like, it would right, have to be him three and It would have to be years. a really serious topic too. It would have to be something where it's just like, do not talk about that when you drink. 
So we're just like, we're, we probably both start crying. Dude, I cry very easily. I'm fucking, oh, no. I am, dude. I'm very soft. 20 minutes on in. On the exterior, it's like, I know, I know when you look at this chiseled, godly body. Yeah. On the exterior, you're just like, look at this ferocious fucking animal. But on, on the inside, I'm just a little baby. Oh, dude. Should we let? So for people that have listened to the, the past couple episodes, uh, thank you for tuning in live, people. Appreciate you. Episode 40, Ryan and I kind of talked about and, and, a, and a message to previous self and anyone out there for people that are, are kind of verging on the side of being impatient with wanting to jump or make their creative, their full-time thing, where maybe they're monetizing it right now. They can support themselves. They can get into it, but they're not set up to for like a long-term win. It was kind of a message of how can you use your day job to and be smart financially and frugal and use your day job to really pour money into or fuel. I like did one of those memes, like adding fuel to the fire, mm-hmm. day job 2020 goals yep. for a creative career. You know <laughs> what I mean? How can you use your day job to make it so that you're securing yourself for a long-term win, not just something that you're like fired up and you're just making a decision off of emotion? Not a good Sitting idea. Sitting back for a second, am I good or not? Fiscally, can I survive or not? Have I given myself three to six months leeway? You know, but I would say that episode 40 was for people who monetarily are not prepared to jump, but maybe their headspace, they are, Mm -hmm. you know, 41, we brought out and we talked to Simon James, who's a super good person. If you did not hear that episode, go back and check that out. Who just launched his two different businesses nine days into launching. And that I really threw out there is just a total contrast to be like, if you are ready to launch and you're not launching for no reason but yourself, like this is an episode for you to kick your ass and just get out there and launch your shit. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because we just can't make that decision for you. But I wanted people to to kind of look at both sides of that so they could figure out where they should be at because it's really hard to tell. And I, I've I've gone back and forth a million times about what I'm which way I'm going. You know what I mean? This episode, I wanted to kind of grab that and talk about back to kind of the money side of it. Mm-hmm. I've noticed with a lot of uh, people in this space, when we're kind of like in this section where we're at right now, you like you are monetizing, you know, maybe you've taken a couple months and tried it. Maybe you did launch and fail wherever you're at with it. And, and trying to, you know, a lot of people basically are really bad with money and they're bad with money in their, their life. And that trickles right into bad habits kicking off right away for their for their business. And honestly, there's not a lot of education or people sharing information on kind of things you need to start thinking about when you're monetizing your creative. Like fiscally responsible behavior. And I'm learning it and I'm learning it myself, even though I've taken seven accounting classes in my MBA, dude. Seven accounting classes and an MBA. Seven. And the learning continues. Big like take no that one, as a lesson people <laughs> like you just because you got your degree in like school doesn't mean the learning stops no because that didn't teach me to, shit just dude. wanted to tangent dude it didn't teach me it didn't teach me what i needed to know for mm-hmm. this yeah you know what i mean yeah and I'm, I'm learning a hard lesson this year where like nothing's going down mm-hmm. but like i just am a month away from taxes right now mm-hmm. and i know how my life is going to be in about a month right now. It's just going to be awful. 
It's going to be crumbling and crumbling. You know, because I wasn't as organized last year. I wasn't thinking as hard about that last year. And there's a lot of things that are all that were all over the place in all different sections mixed in with shit. And I wanted to kind of put this out for like, you know, say the person who I don't know what it is that you do, but, you know, you were doing work for free. You were building your portfolio. So people were getting engaged with you. They knew who you were. Then you were like, all right, I got money for my first project. Hell yeah. You give yourself a pat on the back. You're like, holy shit, I can do this because I got money for the thing that I love. Mm-hmm. You got that feeling. You're like, all right. That feeling, that validation. Then you're that- after it, right? And then and then you're starting to go and you're starting to increase, hopefully. You know, maybe you're you know, increases your increasing your pricing as your quality gets better. Maybe you're increasing how much workflow you can do outside of work. Maybe you're decreasing the amount of time that it takes you to be putting out output, whatever you are doing to start growing it, right? I find that that first little spot right there, it's not hard when you like get a couple hundred bucks for a thing. And then like months and months later, you get another 50 bucks here. It's like, it's not as hard because people either honestly aren't even tracking it for taxes. They like a lot of people don't submit for taxes for a while, honestly. Yeah. And it's actually, unfortunately, there's some huge businesses I've been in the books at which haven't done them, and that's scary as hell. But there's a yeah, lot of people that don't have to do for a little bit, you know. When you know, if and when you have to, when you have do to do those taxes, get into it ain't trouble. worth it, people. The IRS is not your friend. But it's like that middle ground. Yeah. That's, I'm right in there where like I I am, you know, doing business. I'm not doing like an unreal amount where like the IRS is literally going to find me no matter what I do and see, be like all over me. I'm not making bank. Yep. But I, I know that there was enough there from last year that I was like, shit, I need to be legit now. I need to register under the state. I need to claim taxes that that are not in my actual personal like income. Mm-hmm. I need to start getting more legit. And um you know, just looking out there there's like a not a lot of resources for that. There's like a lot of resources for small businesses like I've mentioned score on here or SBA and um you know, I feel like there's a ton of information on accounting and things like that, but not a lot of people are telling you like, what do you do when you're making money? Do you mm-hmm. throw it in your same checking account? Right. And that's the thing. It's just like, do you, what do you do? W- w- do you take portions of it? And do you put it into, you know, an investment account like that has small returns? Are you trying to do a little with it? Like, do you operate under somewhat of like a thing that, that I would always do where it was like, when I, I always told myself like when I start, making money on a small scale with voice because like I'm in, I'm in also on in a spot where Dave isn't where I'm still in the monetization monetization process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you know, do you, one of my models has always just been like, well, all of the money that I would make doing voice like goes into voice until the Hell process yeah. can start. Great. Therefore it's like the hobby or, you know, small business type-esque model that funds itself. Yep. You know, whatever level that you're at. Like, my thing right now is that it's going from hobby to... Project, it's, it's, next it's in the piece middle of gear, of, yeah, like, next piece of space, next exactly. piece of teaching, learning, whatever, acquisition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Depending on, like, where you're at, too. And, like, that process can look the same on different levels. So, for instance, you know, yeah. my goals when I was doing this for a hobby were like much different in the standards in which I was 
going at that were different. Yep. And now that it's on the top end of hobby and now crossing over into like uh, fledgling stages of career Hell yeah. work, like those those standards increase and change. It's like, so what do you do? Like, do you go from, you know, doing this? Like, oh, do, like what? When's the point where I need to register to be like an LLC? When is the point where I need to be like, oh, hey, like when do I take a look or when can I? You know, those are the questions that don't necessarily are they're not self. Uh, I'm going to say first and foremost, before we get into this conversation, that we are, neither of us are lawyers, neither no. of us are accountants. Yeah. And actually, I'm going to own up that like, I, I'm pretty damn good with money, but I've been really bad about like my business money for the beginning of it. And that's why I made this episode is because this year I got a lot better at it and it's, and it's doing a lot of things that are helping me. Mm-hmm. But um, before we start talking about that, I just want to say like, you yeah, this is you need hyper. to build a team of go find an accountant go find a lawyer if you want to validate anything that we said or like maybe just take this episode and spur your thoughts and then go see those people who are like well, pros we're, we're, we to talk, talk about, about it we you talk know? about general strategy and attitude and like thinking towards these that you 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 are, are going to learn intuitively like definitely go to specific resources when you're talking about specific things. Like if you have an actual finance law question, like, yeah, talking to us as people who are doing business and doing creative, like that's, yeah, you wouldn't go talk to your plumber about, Hey, should I put some, uh, some drywall in my attic? And she's like, I don't know, dude, I talk, I, I could give you a general answer, but yeah. you know, I can talk to you about your plumbing and your Cause toilet. there, there are things where like it's counted as a hobby income mm. and they, as long as you claim it as mm-hmm. income that's taxable, like on your tax return and like for other, ta- other income, mm. then you don't have to register in New Hampshire. You don't have to register as a business at mm. all. You and can these just are the things that you income. will find out when you talk to people who are actual professionals. We are here to talk about the overall, right. Um, like bubble that it but, exists in. But I guess my point on it is, you know, for me, it was pretty easy to keep track of it when it was just like uh, uh, every once in a while type of thing. Mm-hmm. Now that it's become a consistent part of my month where like I have new and new projects opening and closing each month right now. And it's not like I'm slammed, but like I have enough going on, especially with all of life that I really needed to get tighter and not only just for like taxes and for like, you know, like the books, um, it really helps you understand how to get better. And mm-hmm. that's like my main thing on is it's making me understand my business a lot better. So, cause the numbers don't lie. Like when you really sit and break them down. And I think that this was so nice about, it speaks um, a lot of truth, like dude. finance software or even like basic finance apps that, um, you can connect your phone to or that you can pay premium um, for their access. Like, I mean, obviously, if your business is higher grade and you're actually running a business, like you want to have like good yeah. accounting software. But um, yeah, stuff like that, like breaks your spending down into like categories that you generate and it'll show you exactly like it's very eye opening. Um, like what your perception of like spending can be to certain things and then what the actuality is where you just don't realize where you're kind of like leaking from where you're like, Oh man, like I thought I was only spending like this much on this and I'm spending four times that exactly like four times, four times on one thing, like isn't necessarily a big deal, but when like obviously anything scales, it scales. Like, so when your business scales, like 
four times that ends up being like a load of money. Like, oh, I spent four times as much as I thought on X yeah. here. Like when you scale that to, oh, I own a big business where the income is big and uh, I have lots of clients and my time is very, um, it's like, dude, four, that can be like, that can be sink or swim for you. That could be allocated to different, to different places or saved or, you know what I mean? And invested. And like you said, yeah, until you actually see it like tangibly like it yes it, it inform it's informative very dude mm-hmm. yeah i so for those of you out there that are like maybe in my spot where you're not like absolutely crushing it with your side hustle but like there's enough going on there that you really want to know what's happening i use a software online called waves accounting it's completely free um i don't it's not amazing i'm not gonna lie to you guys like there's no app for it it is just a website. You have to actually go to a computer or a tablet and, and input that in to do it. You cannot do it from an app. So it's not the most convenient thing ever, but it's free. And right now, I just didn't want to spend even 10 or 20 bucks a month on a cheaper mm-hmm. counting service if it wasn't going to be ex- like t- way better. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, obviously, there's like things like QuickBooks and FreshBooks and all these other things out there if you want to get into it. But if you're not like really, really all in every day, then maybe start off with something like that. But what it's done is I'm seeing exactly what you're saying. I'm seeing things that I'm looking at it and maybe in my head because I was doing it and it felt like I was doing lots of things or you know, I felt really good about it or I really enjoyed a portion of it or something. Your head has ways of telling you that something's more important or now, doing those better. Two, those were two different values, though. Do you do, do you see what I mean? And that there's there's there was the whole point of that sentence where it's like your head does different stuff. It's like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because on one hand, like it, it, you spent like, that forty dollars, but sometimes spending forty dollars on like like everybody knows that spending forty dollars on beer is way better than spending forty dollars on bills. One hurts and one's great. Yes. If you like beer. Yeah. But if you don't like beer, why the hell are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, but psychologically, <laughs> psychologically speaking, you know, the thing that's hyper rewarding, like there's a, there's a value that is outside of and disconnected from the monetary aspect of that, that is adding value to that situation. Yes. And so it's easy for you to kind of like like get your way into that into doing stuff like that or to overlook them because of um a perceived value or a value that is separate from what we're talking about specifically right here which is the hard concrete numbers baby yeah. like the backbone not numbers just, don't lie and, and kid. No, but dude seriously for real though do not lie dude and like i think that, that that's a differentiator mm-hmm. of is this going to be a hobby or is it going to be a, a business yeah right and when I say that to creatives, because we're a creative career driven podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I want people to know that like the businessman in me and like saying these, like, no, don't get me wrong. I'm an audio engineer. If you think that I like doing finance, you're absolutely wrong. I fucking hate it. And you know I'm, what I mean? And I'm so much worse. But I realized that for me to help more artists, the only way I can do that is to free up more time. Mm-hmm. And the only way I can free up more time is if I am only doing this mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so i need segue. to so so i think going from a hobby to a business in that line yeah that's part of it because it's helping you make better decisions because like for instance right for a while i did live sound and i did recording and mixing and mastering 
and music production Mm -hmm. and creating your, you know, music for like, I just did so many different things. And what was happening is live sound projects for me when I would go run like a show at a theater or like a rock concert or whatever, like I would have to usually go to Massachusetts to rent more gear than I had because I didn't have like the huge speaker systems that I used. I had the board, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yep. I had to go down to Mass and get more stuff. I had to drive that almost always. I was up in like Concord or Manch or like farther up in New Hampshire after I went down to Mass. Lovely. I had to set up things. It, it just took me so much time. And the people that were paying me for live sound were always paying me less than recording. And on top of that, it's not like I was at the live sound events and I was like, this is my calling F recording. I was like, I would rather record and be in the studio any day of my life other than doing live sound because this stresses me the hell out. Mm -hmm. Like I just didn't like it. And then so having those feelings in me, but it felt like I did a lot of things like when I did the live sound thing, because I'm driving around, I'm setting all these things up. Like it felt like I did a lot when you're looking at the books and you're like, this is my least profitable thing that I do. And it stresses me out. Then you're like, why would I continue to do this then? And then the layers become to get shedded. Because at first as a hobby, yep. or at first like when you're just starting, you just do everything. Any project, dude. Anything. Give me anything. Because I have to get going here. I have to buy more gear. I have to pay for my website. I have to cover my overhead. I have to get going here, boy. So anything, right? Mm-hmm. When you start moving along and then you can see the everything that you grabbed and then you see the things that you don't want to hold anymore because it doesn't make sense because you're trying to juggle and you've got a you got a shitty ball now yeah and now there's like no necessity for it exactly but admit but it's crystal clear when you have that sheet in front of you it's like Mm -hmm. oh Mm -hmm. that took way too much time yep so i i really recommend out there like if you are starting to get any traction at all with it do it sooner than later mm-hmm. and you don't have to do like crazy technical stuff like i think i have it down to the point where it's it's pretty much just cash flow just and then bones. like like what is my total amount of expenses that i put out this year categorized and what's my total amount of money that came in this year categorized and i can just see holy shit i spent way too much on computers this year i need to find a way to get more life out of my computers or i made a lot from this service so i should keep doing that or i didn't like that live sound so I should get that out of there yep. and it's going to help you make decisions on there. So if you're in that spot, it sucks. No one likes it. As soon as you make enough money that you can pay someone that's better than you to do it, go do that. But I do recommend in that mid- medium time, like you have to do it, guys. Mm-hmm. You have to do it. If you want to be creative, you have to do things to get the book work out of your way. Yep. And one of those ways is actually taking the time to do the book work. Yeah. Like really. Because <laughs> you have to do it, man. It has to happen at some yeah. point. Someone's going to come knocking and ask. You have to have your shit together. And I think it segues pretty good into what, we, what else we were going to talk about, which is the the relationship between the money and purpose of money like how the purpose of what you're doing with your time and then and money and how like it's a it's an interesting dynamic and we were talking a little bit about it before we were getting here and um i wanted to talk about how um i'm just staring off into the distance like a psychopath because that's what i do i was checking the time oh okay (laughs) i thought you were just like what the fuck is he looking at what is he looking at there's someone behind me 
like when I start monologuing like this and just enjoying the sound of my own voice, that's the fucking person that I am. I just like stare longingly <laughs> off into the distance, like I'm talking to some like figure here's here. Dave's just like, dog, we literally have a show together. <laughs> Why are you not talking to me? I'm just like, our show is talking with one another. I know. And I'm just talking to your fucking bookcase. It's a nice bookcase. Anyway, I wanted to talk really about relationship yeah the relationship with moolah yeah as a creative entrepreneur yeah and like i think this topic is specifically important for creatives for our because of the yeah because of the personalities that creatives usually are on a on on a very um like psychological level in terms of like personality and tendency which are easily measurable and you can a lot of people who get into certain things have certain behavioral tendencies and personality tendencies so um like one of the things that sucks like being creative is that in order to be creative like we talked about it a little bit in the last episode where it's just you and i where it's like you have to be ideas like like new things are always coming up that um like always require your attention like you are just the same as me like when i have an idea for like a little bit in my head or a sketch or just like kind of like a silly little voice like you get this like weird consumption about you at least with me i get it where it's like it needs to be like messed with and has like get my hands on it immediately yes whether like with like whether, whether you're, you're a, a guitarist or you're a painter like dude you got something in your head and just like blah, whether you're at down. the grocery store mm-hmm. or you're driving or wherever mm-hmm. you're like shit that's mm-hmm. here in my head and i gotta yes. figure it out right now mm-hmm. and so i hung having, up on meg yesterday did you you're just like oh, I got meg idea. called me when i was writing a song like mm-hmm. i just got the idea and i just found mm-hmm. the chords yeah and i answered real quick i was like hey i'm gonna call you back i'm not talking to you right now right. shut the phone up <laughs> <laughs> and it took like 10 minutes and she's like what the and, hell happened because it's important right yeah it's like it's so important that it, you it, to get it, it requires out. you almost immediately and that's how lots of creatives are and with that you have a very specific attachment and usually philosophy about your work is that and with creatives and artists and specifically is that your work is the purpose like the doing of the work is the thing and it's separate, usually, like, you know, we've talked about it a million times. I would sit in my office behind a microphone, goofing around with my friends, doing characters, doing improv work, doing fucking whatever, if I never made another penny doing it in my entire life. Yeah. Because it's just the doing. It's the creative process. It's the draw that creative people have to whatever their specific outlet is. Right. And with that, kind of going back to what we were talking about, like with value before, the value is in the doing. The value is in the done product. Um, It's a very specific relationship that has to do with just the art. Um, It doesn't have to do with like the secondary gain that you get for it or the secondary gain that you get from it is also something that's kind of intrinsic. Like art for art's sake. Yes. Right. Doing for the sake of doing Um, or, you know, being in that community, like. Yes, oh, yeah, and you're doing it for an art show, but it's just like, it's a show about art. Like, it's always about the that. It's not about, oh, uh, yeah, I'm an artist because I'm trying to make cash. Like, like I, write, I write for an indie rock band, mm-hmm. not because I'm trying to get famous, because yeah. I'm not 
writing in the most popular style out at this time. Yeah. Right. But exactly. I do it for me. Yeah. Cause it's fun. And you Cause I have it. to create, cause I have to do that. Cause you're a savage animal and it just has to get done. <laughs> so with that, you are, and like, I know that you see this and I know that you work with people where it's like, they're so talented and so creatively gifted that it's like all that can ever take place with them. And so mm. the doing and the purpose is the only thing that exists. And then the funding slash monetization like is so unimportant that it like is never given the time of day. Right. And so I want to talk about on the flip side where we talk about um, the way that I like to always talk about it is like poor millionaires or miser types who they are consumed by the profit, like the very monetary gain. To the point where it doesn't matter what it is exactly. that has created that, mm -hmm. what they do for a job mm -hmm. or what they do for... I think the saddest thing ever, dude, mm -hmm. is what when people create a business that they fucking hate because yep. it's like and then you it just did yourself to get you did something to get yourself out of the rat race mm -hmm. and then created a new race with a different type of animal well, that you just jumped well, in with well, you, that for you to live in and new habitat and you're like, what was the point, man? And the next scary level on top of that, if you want to get mind fucked right now, is that you're the animal that you're fighting against. All of you and all of your bad habits are now your biggest enemy and you get to contend with it every day. And it's worse than the first. So that, race. so that you're talking yeah. about is making money for the sake of looking at what's my bottom line money. And then yeah. if anyone asks you like, where did it come from? How is that generated? What do you do? You're right. like, it doesn't fucking matter. Who right. cares? It's just like, dude, I got the cash roll, baby. I, got I make X amount per year. This. Like, yeah. And the, the pitfall that comes with that is the, the attachment to something that is, finite and like the infatuation that comes from it because any person like we were saying who's been in business before any kind of business or even in the business of life knows that it's we don't play a constant game we don't play a game that bad exists season, in a vacuum bad month bad yeah exactly ebbs and flows of life and that happens on 15 different levels the economy crashes Yep. You know, one of your family members dies or you have to take care of somebody or you get hurt or something happens to you. Your business falls through. Your market shits the bed. A new technology happened that renders you or what you're doing or one of your primary benefactors of, uh, you know, how your business is set up, yeah. or, you know, goes away. And this and this happens in create creative spaces, too. Absolutely you know I mean? does, dude. All the time. You know, look at how fast genres of music go in and out. And I see and, it in recording studios mm -hmm. too, where like a lot of the big studios mm -hmm. went under because they just wouldn't change to, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? People, people's budgets and the, where they're recording is changing yep. and leases are not. Yep. So if you have a monster studio in San Fran and you're not bringing in clients like nonstop, and you're not doing anything to market online, then rushed. Then Correct. it's gone. You know, I mean, you mm -hmm. have to change. You have to change with the business. Exactly. And like with that comes like building a healthy relationship to money. And it was something that up till recently I was like so caught up and struggling with, which was like, dude, if I think about money at all, then I'm selling out. And the whole point of me getting into doing this whole thing is. Yep. Just to do that, and it's like, it's going to take away from me liking voice, 
it's going to take away from me looking at voice as like a creative outlet. If you're a musician, you're like, we're not in it for the yeah. money, man. It's it doesn't like, matter if I make the, a 30 minute song and it's all fuck fucking, up, uh, shut whatever. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up, dude. You're a fucking liar, dude. And worst, you're, just, you're lying to everybody else and you're lying to yourself. Most oh. of all, cause that's every, like, it's not the case, dude. And anybody who has a brain like knows that, the, like that it's not the case. There's such a middle. Is that you like, there's well, a going blend. back to like yeah there is the blend a because blend. being like obsessed with the money you are only ever as successful on the inside and the outside as your last paycheck and as where you are at and when the paycheck starts to shit its pants Ooh. you are only as ever good as as low as it gets whereas that sucks when you have something that anchors you contrastly like with purpose and the reason you're doing it that like a lot of creatives have it offsets all those times where that we've talked about where we're like oh yeah you're in the start where you know you fully invested yourself into this and now you kind of have to like you know we're going to go back to it dude you got to eat ramen noodles for a little bit but eating ramen noodles right there is fine for you because of the purpose Yes, the money has. So even though you're you're sitting bottom of the barrel in terms of where you're at at that very present time, in terms of actual you know monet, uh, monetary gain and where you're at in terms of money, what you're investing in and the purpose of it and where it's going and the plans that you've set up because of that anchor, you're just like, dude, I'm good. I'm gold. I'm good as gravy because I got I have a plan going forward and I've I've done the necessary sacrifice and fuel to this project that I, I know that i'm going to get there and it's when you have those two things working with each other when you have this healthy idea of money where you're like okay money is the thing that helps me get from a to b i know that if i get caught up in the money my the thing that i'm doing to generate the money is going to start suffer. to suffer and when that suffers the money eventually suffers like also. and and it, yep. it will they all it, you realize that it all feeds into each other like for good or for bad if you're the where you anchored yourself starts to fail you start to wane and you know this anchor needs to be looked at every once in a while and reevaluated just like your finances need to be looked at and reevaluated every once in a while too. It's like, it's a, it's always this like give and take this fucking Mr. Miyagi type thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can you just and, do that behind me while I'm doing my books? Yeah. I'll pay you. And that will be part of my books is like, just like Ryan. Uh, so what are you Miyagi doing now? <clears throat> well, I was going to be a voice actor, but then I, uh, I really went into freelance. I didn't uh, realize there's such a need for it right? out there. And I really people got re- sucked into the scene. <laughs> <laughs> people really like it when you stand behind their videos and you just you look like you don't know what to do with your hands. I see like Instagram videos yeah. of you getting on a plane, flying to, like across the country. Dude, if anybody wants to put me in a random commercial where you're just like, you ever know where you're going? This guy doesn't. He doesn't know what to do with his hands. Fly <laughs> <Apply> Jet Blue. <laughs> yeah. I'll do the voiceover and I'll be the goofy man. With wow. The fucking... Look at that. People Dude, jump on this. I'm trailblazing. 10%. <laughs> I'm trailblazing. <laughs> what do you want me to do? You want me to do your laundry? I'll do that too. Oh, wow. Jack of all trades. Ryan Kerrigan. Voiceover. Janitor. What a deal. Physicist. What a deal. That last part's a lie. Don't listen to that. Just me being silly. Rocket science. Dude, rocket science is hard. Correct. But yeah, that that's that's the philosophy that has granted me a lot of success. And I think where a lot of people kind of fall into pitfalls too is it's tough to invest in things, especially nowadays where you're unsure of 
what you're going to do and whether or not anything's going to come out of it. And creatives don't really care too much about that. They just create. But when you're moving into that area where it's going to be more like people really do ask that question like, oh, shit, like, am I going to get enough out of this for it to be sustainable? Yeah. And it's it's a it's an honest question. And, and the only way that yeah. you can is if you yeah. are still thinking about. And so like going back to what you were saying, like putting it, putting it into an honest perspective, like like you said, you have to do it. If you want to be organized, you like, have to, man. You have to know because this information no one enjoys inform- those yeah, no one enjoys no. those facts but it's, inf- but it's, it's informative it's, and you can enjoy being informed from something that's boring that you can then apply to the thing that actually engages you in a really positive way and when you do that and then the change that you make in your creative way and dude let me tell you creatives love change dude they love doing new shit you know, I, we, you do, you love working on a new fucking album. You love making a new thing. You love writing a new fucking song. I yep. love doing new characters. I love then at the end of it, you're bored day. of it. Like yeah. every time you're like, Oh yeah. my God, you, this needs to end. This yeah. project's so boring now. Yeah. And you pick it up and you put it down. But like those two things go with each other. And when that information that you get from, you know, boring stuff informs this, you change, you like what you did and then you put it out there and it turns out some other people like that too. Oh man, dude. So looking at the numbers, you know, oh man, yeah, it sucks. But when I do this, good things come out of it. And then when good things come out of this, then good things come out of that. And then I do more and then more good things come out of this. And then dude, you got the, you got the machine going at that point. And, and honestly, like I would, I would take this way of thinking to every level of it. Like say like, you know, say you're not going to make a business out of it. It still helps you do more example of like hey do you want to how do you want to pay your student loans off or um how do you want to get out of credit card debt something like that and you can use the same strategy yeah you know what i mean i mean even like i think of um you know like my band Mm -hmm. i i i make some money at shows but -hmm. like that that is like what you're saying where like that always just goes straight into recording service Mm -hmm. merch travel like it just goes into something nonstop to the point where like we're we're de- probably negative with that band like for money we probably put in more money than we most get from it i bet it i bet uh, most but people's endeavors are even like even being aware of like i don't know dude i've run into like so many bands where you're like how much you selling your shirt for oh this much oh how much did it cost you and they're like more they say something more and you're like okay well why are you selling your fucking t-shirt for why how do you plan on surviving dude and they're like well people don't want to spend more than 10 bucks and i'm like yeah but then find a cheaper shirt like you can't do what you're doing right now all the time or else you're gonna fail like holy crap let's go back to our old episode it's just like that's a that's a losing strategy so like and and people that's a a bad plan and and they'll say the same thing to you right Mm -hmm. when if you if you say like why are you doing that man they're going to say exactly what you were saying earlier where they're like, oh, well, I don't want, I'm not a sellout. I don't have to make, like, like I don't have to make money up. And you're like, it's a dude, story making $3 off of your band shirt is not to put out. back into your music for someone that likes your band enough to buy a shirt. And that's the thing is, right there is, is that they're trying to support you, dude. It really is. And you're not allowing them to it, it's, because you yeah. don't want to be a sellout. It's not about the money that you're getting from the shirt. Yes. It's about that somebody gives a shit enough about your thing to buy your shirt. Yeah. Shout out to Simon's shirts, dude. Fuck yeah. 
Hell yeah. Yeah. If you guys, we got, uh, um, Simon just from the last episode, he designed some killer shirts. He designed the, uh, podcast New Hampshire shirt and it's a dope picture of man on the mountain falling apart, which makes me cry a little bit on the inside as a New Hampshire boy. But the shirt is really dope. It's like a, like 2000s, uh, hardcore band vibe to me. Pop punk band. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right down up, with that. Right dude. up our alley, dude. Yeah. It's a perfect target audience. Yeah. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. So um But yeah, like 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 so band shirts, right? Mm. Like for our, our EP release show this year, I was able to put like a bundle together where we definitely would have lost money on that bundle if I sold like two, but the bundle was so awesome that people were super into it. And we like sold out mm-hmm. within like an hour and a half. It's dope. And so, but like, I, because I knew the numbers on every piece inside there that I put together for the price, I knew how many I had to sell to get even and then move forward. And, and then you have I was able has- to make that choice to do mm-hmm. it. And then ultimately what happened is I made enough to make more merch mm-hmm. and people got a lot of things for a low price because I did take a hit on it. It just, I sold enough of it with the margins spread across the different pieces that I got back at it. But it's like, I was never able to do, I was never able to do those cool things when I was selling band shirts when I was in high school. Yeah. I would sell them like, just like that where I'd be like, all right, this is five bucks and it cost me 15 to make or something you're like but i'm not a sellout i'm doing hardcore music i'm clearly not a pop artist and you're like yeah but do you ever want to make more shirts Mm -hmm. for the other 25 people that you meet that want to sell it for where your shirt dude because you're because you don't make a lot of money in life because you are a creative when you're young and you need to make sure that you're being smart in a way that makes it so that you can keep doing this Mm -hmm. is all right dude think about it like this if I work smart enough with as hard as I work, I work for me. And if you do that properly, like you can fund that lifestyle. And so if you're working for you doing the exact thing that you want to be doing at all times, which is your creative, your creativity, that's not selling out, dude. That's the fucking dream, dude. Yeah. Selling out would just be like, dude, you go to some like, shitty ass record label who you know sells you a contract where somebody else makes your own fucking music and you know you're basically you're basically the whore who just fucking performs it like the little monkey right that's selling out dude like you're do you're doing something else for some like for some other things benefit that you're secondarily benefiting from like i'm like when we talk about things in this podcast it is always from the vantage point of you're trying to either form something for yourself or you're trying to form a a community that's for itself. And it's for the purpose of the creative and it's for the purpose of the creativity. Well, I, my, my view changed a lot on money in the way that it serves Yeah. by, um, you know, my friend group, like we had Peter Marston on, Mm -hmm. right. Jesse talks about it. And then, and even George too, like there's that crew. Yep. They, they all said different pieces that kind of changed my, perspective on it where you can't you don't be afraid and don't hate money and don't think of money is the root of all evil like do not believe that quote because while evil things can be done with money 
money is an energy source like anything else in this world. Mm -hmm. There's a million other things that we do to create an energy to move things. Mm -hmm. And bad people will always take energy and move bad things. And good people will always take energy and move good things. It's just a catalyst. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a catalyst, you just can't make as much change. Yeah. That's a fact. And then think about the people who, like we were talking about before, who just they're they're hoarders like they sit and they get their cash and they put it in their bank accounts or they invest it in stuff and then they just sit on it and somebody comes in oh oh, it's mine right oh oh, no oh no it's my money and if it goes somewhere then it's not mine anymore and it's just like you're not doing any you're not like you're saying you know with the energy you're not doing anything with that like if anything you're it, it is bad energy because it's not being put somewhere else yeah like it's something that's being denied to the rest of the you know the world which is like dude it's literally how our economy works it's literally how free markets work the trust that the people within the market have to all the other people that are in the market whether they're consumers or they're providers and that's that relationship where oh yep give in get back i trust this give in give back give to something invest in something get back something out of it and it's like always that the give and take because there's movement, there's things happening, there's connections being made right. back and forth. But you know, when that, that trust erodes and people, you know, like you said, hoard their money, they, you know, they put them into offshore accounts, they put them into banks, you know, they hide the, the old school mafia shit where, you know, they all hide it under their mattress. It's just like, dude, it goes nowhere. It goes to nothing. Yeah. It's non-stimulating. And there's a, there's, you can have in, 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 you can even, have like four one k's or savings. Well, that's what not what I'm, that's not what I'm like talking that. about though, because that's something. That's for something. Mm. It's for saving. Saving. Saving got is you. always purpose. I got it. Saving. That's how I view saving. Yeah, I'm putting saving this is energy always something that I don't. I don't know what it is later. yet, but it's it's a reason for something that I don't know what it is yet. But it is it's it's purposeful. What's the reason? Don't know yet, but it's important. That's what savings is. Right. If you really think about if you think if you think about the savings the way that I think about it, and I think it's the the most important way that you think about it. So what's that for? Don't know. It's fucking important though. I like Should that, I t- dude. Nope. Don't. Why? I don't fucking know, but don't touch it. It's fucking important for something. <laughs> I like that, man. Seriously though, because it's serious. because it just teaches you just just like, dude, that's important, and you always know about important stuff. Like it's only as important as it is in the moment, where you're just like. Oh yeah, this is what I needed that for. This is that moment, and it smacks you in the fucking face. And let me tell you, dude, when it smacks you in the fucking face, and then you don't have that, you're like, oh, oh. fuck. That's what everybody was talking about. Well, dude, when this you- is that time. Like, dude, when you get into like a, your sick ass driver, you're wicked defensive, you got good insurance, never been any, into anything in your life, and then that 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 thing finally happens, you crash, and you're just like, oh damn. I didn't have any like money saved up to like pay for like a something like this coming up. You know what I mean? Think of how many Americans say that. It's like one of the most common things like going up until our election year that people say like, you know, with finances, like I couldn't afford to have a, you know, a random act of a multiple hundreds of dollars being taken out of me right now. Yes. Like dude. And dude, the, like, dude, the that's stress scary that comes as hell. With, it is scary. That's so scary, that's why I'm man. saying like, if you, these are the things, these are the habits that you can get into and why I think it's, if you're in that spot, if you're in this spot right now, dude, even if you are just like a, and why we're, why I think this conversation is so important is like, dude, if you are a, a 14 year old kid and you are getting grass mowing allowance or shoveling allowance, or you just got a job at a, at a grocery store and you're finally bringing money in, dude, 
Start practicing having a good relationship and good financial habits, dude. It will save you. Dude, I'm telling you how stupid I was when I was younger and how unengaged I was with finances. Like, I wish that somebody told me rather than just being like, yeah, you should, you know, you keep talking your finances. Like, I wish that they stressed way more importance of being engaged too. with it and and how untedious it is when you realize how important it is and you can start getting better. I feel like we had to hit a bunch of shit walls to then like finally yeah. be like, oh, this is what I need to do to perform in yeah. life. And it it's puts like, it into perspective. It's been like seven or eight years of hitting those walls of mm-hmm. like figuring that out and like everyone figures out shit throughout life mm-hmm. but it's like a lot of these things I really feel like there should have been more education or like more conversation or m- like people don't like to talk about money dude no it's people not. are and taboo I get it. on I it I get it why because I'm, and I'm about that to an extent where like some extent of that is I'm, not your I'm business. open book man it depends on who I'm talking to like I'm, I'm an, an open, open book, book with you it I don't know. I guess it's weird, but like talking about stuff like that, like financial strategy and this and that. Like, if I was not walking up to you, hey Dave, how much did you make last year in the fiscal? Ca-? It's like, dude, oh, dude, I'm never going to be the one going around being like, blah blah blah. That's what I, I made this. Yeah, f you. That's what but I. But what think I'm about. saying though is like, if anyone asked me anything, like yeah. I'm, all, I would literally, I'll tell anyone in the world what I make off of anything. Yeah, you know what I mean. It doesn't yeah. matter to me. I think, but I agree with you that I think that the topic just seems to be weird. Like, Oh, it's just like, yeah, you just feel like, like you just figure it out. Like you stumble into it. Yeah. It's just like, dude, I think there are so many things like that is one of the things that just should not be stumbled upon. It shouldn't be dude. Like I think with all my experience that I've had in different fields and with people in general and with life, there are things that you can only learn and like get something out of when you fumble your way through it like like a newbie or a, or a doof or something and you you bang your head off stuff or you run into walls and it teaches you stuff just fumbling around in the dark and there are definitely things where you're not just like learning like that and i think that this is one of, especially in this like day and age and economy where like things do tend to like you know bottom out pretty easily and like yep. our economy is very fierce it's hyper competitive on like it's pretty in, fragile in like right now. every field and is very fragile. Like having these habits, like we said, in lieu of so many things, like in lieu of times of adversity and stress, you develop habits and you develop ways about going about things and developing strategies on all fronts that allow you to weather storms and make it out of situations that other less prepared and less mindful people would otherwise be you know swallowed by like you weather it and you make it through it and then you get to reap the rewards of everything after that well and dude i talked about it for a longer period of time on the on the podcast earlier and other episodes like when we talked about that like six month stint when i just came out of my undergrad going for it Mm -hmm. and i talked about how like my decisions were based off of fear and that made me bad at my craft because then that made it that it was only about money yep. because I was fearful that I was going to be able to do anything, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, like when you're in survival mode, when you're, when you're paycheck a, to paycheck and then yeah. that car accident hits and you're still trying to pursue your creative, whatever, guess what's not fucking happening until the other shit happens. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to go out and spend a night playing at a bar. You're not going to go out and 
you know, record that next record or start that new business. You're not doing any of that shit until your family is eating food, your electricity's on, your water's running, and you have a box to to be in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I really can't stress enough. If you're that person that's just like, I don't want to think about money at all. Uh, there's there are Losing people game. there are people that do like to think about money and they are called accountants and that's their job but if you're not that person know what it is that's stopping you and if you have to hire someone do it or if you have mm-hmm. to get like a very simple software that's better than nothing do it but you can't have the life that you want if you're not thinking about that mm-hmm. you don't have to love it you don't have to master it you don't have to be and all in on it but you but it day. has to be a part it, of the life and it doesn't really like in my in my experience these kind of things too like you think in your head that they're so complex and require so much upkeep and it requires so much eyes and understanding and this and that and like you really don't need to engage with it all that much like no you, you can would, you it'll be, always be better if yeah you, the more you do but that's but the you thing don't is that to. like it's it's very much a oh man yeah i've i know about numbers and dude about this like it require like if you have a little bit of like hard work and a, a slight amount of intuition with a lot of stuff like you will get there because it's necessary fear or emotional based decisions will yeah. always be bad yeah especially fear if it's just not you thinking logically through like what is the best option for what i'm trying to achieve i think it's if both. you're thinking think with straight up emotion well, you, yeah, you, it is the wrong okay. decision dude I agree if you're afraid you. straight up emotion straight up emotion yeah that's I, I I guess I was misinterpreting you a little bit. Where what I was were like, you? Oh, you want to? What were you? Thinking? You want to have both? Like what we were talking about? Like, dude, I want my logic plus my emotion and my passion to be I would, my I would, fucking jet fuel. I'm dude. saying for decisions, yes, for business decisions or uh-huh. for financial decisions, I yeah. firmly believe there shouldn't be emotion in it. Yeah, very At little, all, if like anything. barely anything, yeah. dude. Like barely gotta, anything so like, like uh, i believe in this thing why i'm say spending your first this money. house yeah. say your first house yeah i really Even, need i need a house right now all emotion you need to decide in there i need it what what are you trying to achieve if mm-hmm. you're like this is going to be our first house and i want it to be the most adorable house and i don't care about what i make for money off of it this is just for giving me that type of place to live which will make me thrive because of how happy i am here then by all means, don't look at the market, don't whatever, like all this other stuff, but understand that you are not, you're making a decision with emotion and you're making that because it's going to do something else for you. That's fine, but you have to know that, right? Emotions change tomorrow, guy. Whereas I think a lot of people buy their first home and they let emotion completely dictate the decision, get it, and then go, holy shit, this mortgage is fat. And now <laughs> I'm house poor and can't make decisions and I can't do anything and but guess live what? the grind. Your emotions get fucking drained because now that house is a financial burden and everything that you <laughs> thought it was. I'm dead serious about this. Yes, everything dude. that you perceived it to be, that you wanted it to be so bad, your expectations that were driven by all of your emotions all of a sudden come crashing down because that emotion changed from that one day to that next day based on the concrete actuality that is happening. And it's just like, yeah, guess what? Actuality informs your emotion and your emotion should drive what it is that you're looking for in actuality. So like when you're picking each other, (laughs) when you're picking your business space, right? Say you're like trying to pick your business space Mm. and you're like, oh my God, it's beautiful. 
it's got this view of this it's got this it it could be that that atmosphere works so well with your customer that it will earn back the money and you just kind of have to be smart enough in your business to know what makes sense where that's part of brand mm. then by all means but but no too if you're able to do the same business somewhere else and the only reason you're into those things is just because of an emotional like oh my god wow awesome and you're not looking oh, at the I'm, numbers I'm on monthly the storefront. it's so cute it's exact it's right down the street from my mom's shop and yes and this is where i went to college and it's just it's so nostalgic and it's just like yeah but it's also got freaking rent that's through the roof and it's yes. got no you passerbys how are you going to generate this and you're oh, like you have a, six other businesses right down the road that do exactly what you do with half of the fucking overhead oh you're of you're are. a warehouse that's opening up on main street that's wonderful yeah it's because you love the uh you love to walk to that breakfast joint you know mm-hmm. it's just it's just looking at it in 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 both of those sides like mm-hmm. and and i would urge people out there like a good way to think of it is keep it keep things separate and keep things simple mm-hmm. so if you are generating income from any other places make a different bank account for it make a different email for things make a different separate things sit down so with that your they accounting. are different things mm-hmm. and then make them simple enough that you are going to keep up with them where like because i don't like accounting this software that i have i legit like i'm it can do a million more things than what i do i legit just put in a transaction this is the th- category that i did this is the amount that i did done because i know legitimately when i get home from work then work another four or five hours doing something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spend 20 minutes doing this before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. And if it is more than 20 minutes, I would rather get destroyed and murdered by the IRS. So, like I will not do it. So mm-hmm. like it needs to be something that you will do. Do it. Just make it a, a, make it a part of your habit. Make it one of those things that just has to be done in order for you to accomplish your goals that you're setting. Yeah, buddy. And, like just weave it in, baby. Yeah, buddy. Cap time? I think so, man. I feel like I just, uh, I feel like all of that finance was air in my lungs and I pushed all that out. And right mm-hmm. now I feel. You feel better? I feel zen. Yeah, man. I feel I, like a guy. I always, out. I, I think what I appreciate about this podcast so much is that it does make me feel like that. And we, I know that we were talking about it before the episode with Simon, but I was talking about how I kind of had this like weird feeling coming here the other night that it like. I put this like weird image in my head about like what the podcast ought to be and what I thought it should be at and where I think I ought to be at with it and how I should be going about things and acting and just like putting this weird expectation and like image inside of my head about what the fuck it was and like feeling like weirdly stressed out like I was going to some like corporate interview or something and then I was just like I am literally going to the show that I've been doing for so long with my friend who I've known for fucking ever to drink (laughs) beer and to hopefully provide good content and a positive impact to each other and to the people that we're connected to. Like, why does it need to be anything more than that? And it's just like rearranging that perspective and just being like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, What it is. I mean, dude, next time you feel like it's a corporate or something, Mm just take a look at that bed sheet over that clothing rack that I have in my room and 
Listen. And realize that we're... Shut the fuck up, little bedsheet. He's got a killer resume and a good attitude. (laughs) We're still Danville gangsters, dude. Dude, we're so dude. You know? New Hampshire gangsters are, like, specifically awesome because they're just like, yo, I'm fucking tough, but we wear flannels. And and have a couch in our front yard. Right. And that's a truth. It's like, yo, you want to... we have a couch. That's the new Al Gore movie. It's an it's uh, instead of an inconvenient truth, truth. It's an unfortunate truth. Yeah, it's the unfortunate truth that crazy people from New Hampshire sit outside in the freezing cold on a couch on their front porch <laughs> and just drink fucking PBRs. <laughs> uh, that exact situation there is happened. Fucking like two weeks PBRs ago. downstairs, isn't there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, fucking New Hampshire. Yeah, you know. Dude, it's the most. New the beard's Hampshire. gone, but the hipsters never leaves. Listen, you know I'm saying? growing the beard for both of us now, dude. Rest oh, the cool. I can live vicariously through your beard moments, can, dude. dude. I can watch the shit get caught in your beard and be like, uh-huh. where does that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's me? Mm-hmm. You know? You can- all right, all right. That's going to do it for episode 42 of the Waking Up From Work podcast. If you want to check out the software tool that I use, I put a link in the show notes as well as other notes that we usually do for show notes at wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes. Head on over there, check out what we got going on. A lot more content coming to that in 2020. If you want to directly talk to me, tell me what you think of this show. I would love to hear where you're at with your journey of finance and everything with monetizing your creative, whether you haven't started, maybe you are now, maybe you're way past me and you're crushing it. Let me know at Dave Wake Up on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok even. I'm kind of on there. I'm kind of figuring it out. Or you can head on over to our website and find our email form. Hit us up. Let us know who you want us to have on here. Let us know what topics you're interested in. Let us just know how you're doing out there, how it's going. We'd love to hear it. This is the week before, actually, when this comes out, the Sunday after this, I will be doing the Penguin Plunge down in Hampton to support raising money for Special Olympics of New Hampshire with the boys from The Plunge Podcast. So I will be taking a video with a GoPro of it, wearing some Waking Up From Work merch to jump into that ocean and uh, give me some luck. If anyone wants to donate to Special Olympics of New Hampshire, I have a link that I'm using to see how much I've dedicated to it. You can go on to the Facebook group and see a link that I made to donate. Um, Right now I'm at $150 because I only knew about this for like a week, but anything that you could do to help donate to that cause would be awesome because I will be jumping in the Atlantic on Super Bowl Sunday. So hope everyone has killer week. If you want to contribute to the podcast and help us out, a rating or a review or even subscribing and just being amazing people and hanging out with us every week is killer. If you want to monetarily contribute to the podcast, we do have a Patreon. And uh, next week, we are going to hang out with Stephanie from Grow Disrupt, who is going to talk about sales for creatives. Okay, so she's got a, a, a business that she started down in Texas helping really large companies and businesses with their sales sequence. I've talked about how I am a salesperson for my day job, which has helped me out a lot. But one thing I've seen just like this finance episode is that so many creatives have a really hard time reaching out to people to ask for their business. And the thing is, is people really love the creative things that you guys are doing out there, whether you're painting, designing graphics, making shirts, making music, making video, making businesses, whatever it is that you're doing, 
just know that there is someone that really wants to partake in it. And sales is really just about finding the person that really wants to have the thing that you have and just getting those two things together so that things move. So we're going to talk about a sales sequence for creatives next week. So we can talk about being proactive with trying to get people into our creative monetization process. And uh, I need to get better at that too, because I really don't try sales in my own creative. I just do it all day and I get burnt from it. So talk to you guys next week on Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern with Stephanie from Grow Disrupt. Cheers. Cheers.